For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Shane. Hello, 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 hello. We are, uh, we're here. We're doing it. The new shit. Welcome, everybody. Uh, it's nice to be here. And um, uh, Mike pointed out, was the first to point out, I'm in a much less cool room today. That he is. Yes. This is where I hang my not as good guitars. <laughs> uh, Every I'm, guitar is a good I'm doing guitar. Some, I'm doing some flooring uh, downstairs. Uh, you know, doing some renos and uh, what kind of flooring are you putting in? Uh, well, I'm. It's just laminate flooring. It's oh nice. You know, it's nothing too crazy. I I was uh I was thinking about getting. So I had tile uh down there because it's a basement, right? And mm-hmm. where and where uh, where we live um is prone to like flooding basements and stuff. Hundred percent is. Uh, yeah. So I, I, my house has been really good. Knock on wood. Lots of wood. Any wood around. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I haven't had too much, too much problems with with any kind of water or anything, but um, there was tile, and it was just it was just like no fun though, like as cold, and it didn't feel yeah. good down there. It also sounded terrible too, um, for like recording stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was gonna, you know, everyone's saying, oh, put in like that vinyl, like that vinyl flooring stuff. You know, yeah, what I think about? that's pretty good. And, yeah, and I was like, going to, but it, I didn't. I don't know. It's like really thin. And I, I don't know, I, it, it felt kind of cold too. So I was like, I'll just get, I'll just get laminate. And if mm-hmm. a bunch of water comes down and ruins it and whatever, then Hey, it's just laminate. It's right? pretty, yeah. It's pretty cheap anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got it. I got it on sale at Lowe's. Uh, so perfect. There you go. Uh, not a sponsor of the show yet. Definitely not yet. yet. Ooh. Yeah. How are you Making feeling? Making money most. Uh, how are you feeling uh, this week, Mike? How are things? I'm feeling pretty good, especially today. Today's a very important day in Mike world. Well, oh, if, Mike you're, world. if you're listening to this on the podcast format, today is not an important day and you missed it. <laughs> but if you're on Twitch with us, yes. uh, 
Happy birthday to the Prince of Darkness, Mr. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. So I have this thing where I, uh, yes. I'm really quite good at guessing celebrities' ages. Really? Let's uh, see. Usually, because I, I know how old he is. So okay, okay. I um, I know. Here's the thing. I know he's younger than my dad. I already know. I kind of have an idea already how old he is. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know he's younger than my dad because uh. I don't know. I just like looked that up when I was a kid because someone's like, yep. Black Sabbath. They're like your parent or parents age. Why are you listening to that? I was like, they're cool. I was like, wait, no, he's mm-hmm. younger than my dad. I can listen to this. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I always do this and, and I, I figure out like a bit of a formula for it. This is kind of my trick. Mm-hmm. So typically I will think of something that the person did, whether it's like a record or or a movie for an actor or whatever, and I'll figure it out and I'll be like, okay, what age approximately were they at that point? Right. Yeah. So what I would do for Black Sabbath is I know I know that the first Black Sabbath record came out in 1970, I think. It was either 1970 yep. or 1969. So you yep. got to figure that Ozzy was probably in his early 20s, probably like his very early 20s. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just think about that. If he was if Ozzy was 25 in 1970, then that would make him uh, 75, right? But, pretty close. But I bet he was younger than that. He's probably he younger than that. So I'm going to say he is turning 73 would be my guess. Oof. One year off. He's turning 72 this 72. year. 72. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So very, there you go. That's, very that's, young for the amount of accomplishments that he has had in his life. I, I guess so, right? I guess so. To, to call someone 72 uh, young is... But but I mean he had a new a new record this year that is yeah I'm it's seeing actually it on incredible top, yeah I'm seeing it on top ten lists and stuff yeah and uh, he's already been in the studio for one to come out next year too there you go so, and and remember his feature on the Post Malone record how yeah, good he absolutely sounded absolutely awesome fucking love Ozzy I mean I'm without Black Sabbath I don't even know if I'd be a musician so oh, straight yeah. up one of my favorite bands so that's that's rad great news yeah so great news and we got another piece of news um. Mm-hmm. I know you're a fan of Bandcamp, right? Oh yeah, Do, doing great things for smaller bands to bigger bands. But this is tomorrow or today, if you're listening on podcast form, you're right on time. Go to Bandcamp, support some of your favorite bands, because this is the last Bandcamp Friday where they're going to be waiving the Bandcamp fee. Okay, and giving all of those proceeds to the artists. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Bandcamp is really. I mean, they're really artist friendly, and they do lots of things just that are, benefit bands. Kind of in every way. I get the question all the time, especially this year with pandemic and mm-hmm. people know, okay, artists make money touring and they can't tour and all that. So how can we help you out? And every band is different for sure. But a safe bet to help out an artist is to just support them on Bandcamp because you can more than guarantee yep. that that money you're putting in there is going towards the band. If not 100%, then, then probably pretty damn close. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're they're awesome. And yeah, I've seen been seeing a lot of bitching on Twitter, as we were talking about earlier, yep. how, how Twitter works these days. A lot of people, musicians complaining like, oh yeah, Spotify, people are showing like, this is how many you know, hours and, and whatever consumption of people's yeah. music and they're not seeing a dime, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, something like Bandcamp is, is like, is super good. It's super good. Yeah. If, if you listen to an album 50 times on Spotify and you know, you're not going to listen to it on Bandcamp, go just buy it on Bandcamp once. And that probably <laughs> did way more than listening to it 50 times. <laughs> yeah. A friend, a friend of mine, um, hit me up and he, and he, I guess he listened to Silverstein a lot and, 
you know, he was in the like top 0.1% or whatever like yeah. stats they're showing. So, you know, saw the, the amount of hours and, and figured out he probably made about, hmm, generated about 12 bucks for us. So yeah, yeah, eight, 8,000 uh, minutes of, of listening and yeah, it was about 12 bucks. So thanks. Which is absolutely crazy. We got about, and we get about 25% of that. So three, three yeah. bucks, three bucks, then split five yeah. ways. Yeah. <laughs> so you made about 60 cents yeah. off your 0.001% listener. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> like, you know what? I mean, hey, it, it is what it is. It's what mean, it is. We, we signed up for it, you know? So. Exactly. Speaking of signing up for it, I think we stand up to talk about some music. I, I would love to, Mike. Um, And we had a, a week last week with lots of things. Yes, we did. Lots of cool things. Yeah. Any takeaways uh, over the week of listening to some of the new stuff? Yeah, so uh, one thing, obviously our number one pick for album of the week, uh, Within the Ruins, with the yeah. new album Black Blackheart. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they were doing with these kind of like higher riffs, and I can't tell if they're just that good at palm muting or if they're actually like working a kill switch <laughs> or something. Right. But but it's got that kind of like clicky riffy sound, and oh my God, I just really liked the way that they did that. Um. My only kind of complaint, though, is that they had this really cool dynamic in like two songs where they had the clean vocalist and the screamer going at the same time, and they just didn't do that enough throughout the album, I think. Yeah, well, my take on the record was it kind of kicked my ass. Like, yeah, it it, it was like even just the start of the record, like I love the way it starts and they really Mm -hmm. show off just how great production in metal can be now. Yes. But... Mm-hmm. I just can't believe the the technical guitar playing that is on this record. Like, there's stuff like I'm. Oh, yeah. I just listen to. Like, I'm a musician. I I'm like I don't even know how they do that. I don't even know what that mm-hmm. is half the time. Like, it's it's super super intense and good. And I would say the only thing that I found listening to the record, like if I have to say anything negative about it, and I guess I don't have to, but I will, was mm-hmm. I felt like some of the songs were a little long. And yeah. I would start to kind of zone out a little bit through the record. It was it was almost like I wanted something simpler and like just to give me like give me a ballad or something exactly. just to like reset. And then it's like okay, now give me that like that that and, shit again, you know. And but but I will say um, I thought the the record is is great and definitely worthy of a of a number one uh, mm-hmm. of the week. They kind of do try to have a reset, though, in the middle of the album with that instrumental song. That's true. That's but true. But it's just as long and as intense, <laughs> and you, it's kind of a weird spot for it, I think, too. Like, yeah. It kind of threw me off, but not enough that I got a break. Absolutely. But, but um, the, the record that I really want to ask you about, I, I'll be honest, I didn't spend a ton of time with it, mm-hmm. but the new Miley Cyrus album, which I think yes. you had it at uh, number three, I thought it could have been number one. And, I think know, it could have been too. Yeah, and the, the whole hype with around this record was like, oh, it's a rock record, and mm-hmm. I think it's a great record, but I don't know if it's a rock record. I don't think so either. Um, it's definitely got kind of rock sensibilities and almost like a rock sound stru- or song structure put into kind of a pop format, but I think it was still really well written. A lot of the choruses are catchy. The features were absolutely awesome. Like that Billy uh, Billy Idol song, I think it was. Like I forget the name of the song, but yeah. it just a- absolutely rips. Oh yeah! And like through the entire album, I was giving myself a haircut while I did it, and it was just a great time. Like 
Nice haircut, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> I I don't know. My my qualm with it, and like here's the thing, right? Like every it's so cliche for every band to say, Oh, like we're gonna make the heaviest record of our career and then it comes out and you're like, eh, it's not that heavy or like whatever, yeah. right? So like people will hype up things, they'll say whatever they say. Who knows how much this was even really said uh mm-hmm. versus how much it was promoted. But, you yeah, know? which I mean it was announced like two weeks before it dropped, yeah. right? So like I think it was just kind of like hearsay and like one place like people assume with the features, like I kind of assumed with the features, like right. it was gonna be a little bit more of a rock and roll vibe. But I still think it's a great record. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, but I'm just, I'm still hung up on this rock thing. Cause like, I think the like most of the pink records are more rock and roll than this record. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're, they're, it's, it's to me, I don't know. Wrecking Ball was pretty rock too, I guess. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was the only thing that like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for it. Okay. I'm still waiting for it. And then you get about a third of the way rec- through the record and you're kind of like, okay, I'm not going to get this, you know? Yep. And I don't really know what I expected, but, um, and I don't want to say I, I was disappointed, but I think for anybody that heard that and listened to it, they probably felt like I did, or you know, mm-hmm. they might have just, uh, you know, I don't know. Eh. But uh, those are the two I wanted to focus on. Anything else to bring up from uh, yeah. last week? Um, I just wanted to talk about how happy I was with the album from Coletta, uh, Idealism. Uh, they were kind of the yep. post-hardcore, almost ambient electronic band that I described. Um, I'm going to be honest, the first half of the album, I wasn't really vibing with it the first time I listened to it. I thought it was pretty weak. And then we got into the back half when all the kind of singles and R&B influence songs and kind of right. more exciting stuff was going on. And I'm like, man, this album actually goes. <laughs> and then I get back to the front again. And I'm like, man, I just want a full album of that back half. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. I think it was really good, but could be improved on sequencing is always a funny thing with records Mm -hmm. there's records over the years that i've definitely felt like it was out it's just wrong like it could just be better if it was you know sequenced differently and then there's certain records that i kind of like that they've left some great songs for the end you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah when you're choosing which vinyl record to throw on and you know like you don't really like the first two or three songs on an album Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, am I really going to start the record on side B? I mean, I've done it, but am I oh, really yeah. going to do I that? Too, and and that that to me is like, is why I don't know. I think I think I take sequencing super super seriously with my mm-hmm. own music, and I always think about it when I when I get a record and I'm like, really like they they chose this order? Yeah, I'm like I don't know. You wonder with a band that has different styles if maybe somebody in the band was didn't want to put that stuff in the forefront. Uh, so they, you know what I mean? So they, they put it on the back half to just kind of like sneak it in there a little bit. Uh, and maybe they weren't as confident. Maybe what had happened too is like, uh, they're kind of going through a sound change or something like that. And those songs are kind of like, Hey, we're testing this out and kind of putting it on the back. So like real friends will hear it or real, real friends, real fans will hear it. (laughs) Real friends will hear it and get back together. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, but, um, (laughs) The like real fans will like kind of go deeper in the album, but it's also surprising because like three of the singles were on the back half of the album, so I don't know what they're trying to do there too. Maybe yeah. by putting the singles on the back half of the album, people are like, "Man, I really want to listen to this album, but I got to get to the back half." So you get through kind of the right. like more normal material. Uh, I guess I don't know. Maybe I mean it's a bit of a chicken or the egg uh, situation. Yeah. Like, did the singles come first? in that order like are they there mm-hmm. because it or did they just happen to be picked and they happen to be this the tracks at the end of the the record after the record is already done yeah i have no idea i mean there's probably an answer 
But, oh, probably. Uh, that's beyond the scope of this conversation. <laughs> it really is. Let's get into <laughs> some new music. Let's get into the list. Um, I'd, what, overall thoughts on this? You excited about this week or is it a eh? Overall, this week is absolutely insane. It's a big um, one. I don't have any singles on my honorable mentions because there's so much shit coming out. All right. Well, let's get into the new shit and we'll start out with number five. So number five, this is going to be kind of a common theme. We've got a lot of EPs dropping this week. Uh, probably going to be a similar thing next week. Everybody trying to drop little tidbits of music and get on the playlist before the holidays. Um, nobody releases okay. music. Nobody listens to new music on the on the holidays, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to spend time with family. I'm not trying to find new EPs and stuff. But the new EP, Tolerance's Paradox, awesome name, by Hawk is coming out. Okay. Long awaited. Kind of going to be a surprise drop. Are you aware of who Hawk is? No, I have absolutely no idea who Hawk is. H-A-W-K? Yep. All caps. So Hawk is a band from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They used Mm. to be known as This or the Apocalypse. Okay. And Ricky Ricky Armolino from Ice Nine Kills is the vocalist of this band. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Okay. Maybe I so, have actually heard of this. I think I maybe have heard of this band. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah because he's on. They're very often open up for Ink tours and stuff like that. Um, insanely talented group of guys. Nice, nice. Um, so, so what can people expect um, from this, and why is it so? You know, you say long awaited. So I think it's kind of long awaited because uh, this is the apocalypse was kind of. Uh, hailed as one of the like sleeper metalcore bands for a really long time as kind of like if you liked metalcore you were into like asking alexandria and we came as romans born of osiris what have you within the genre but like there's always kind of those bands that are kind of like unappreciated i guess that if you find somebody and they're like oh you're wearing an i am abominate or if you're wearing a this is the apocalypse shirt like, right like they just kind of you instantly get each other and you know that you're super fans of the scene and I've just been really excited for this return. It's kind of a good change of sound by switching the band's name to Hawk. They've gotten a bit cleaner, I think, in their songwriting. And I mean, there's still breakdowns. They're still heavy, but they're kind of going that route where if you like the new Kingdom of Giants album, I think you really like this. There's going to be a lot less kind of like ambient electronic, but the songwriting is there. The lyricism is there. The singing is there. I mean, obviously, if you like Ice Nine Kills, a third of those vocals are Ricky. So I think it's just going to be a really fun release. And I think I'm more happy for it because it's a surprise release, too. Right. Yeah. Like, it's always a great time. Nice. Okay. All right. Let's move on to number four. So number four, another EP, something that I never thought that I was going to get in my life. Uh, Too Close to Touch. Oh, yeah. A year after releasing their last I'm Hard to Love But So Are You volume, which was number three. Yes. They're releasing I'm Hard to Love But So Are You volume four. Okay. I never expected it. I thought they were going to kind of stick to three. It was a solid like nine songs, which is like kind of a solid album. It's what I thought. And then they'd go into the studio and work on their own stuff. But uh, here's I'm Hard to Love But So Are You volume four. Out of nowhere, another surprise release. And I am absolutely stoked um are you're familiar with too close to touch you were I, kind of excited well yeah uh, yeah we we did warp tour with them i want to mm-hmm. say it was 2017 yeah uh the, they were on the whole warp tour we we're on the same stage as them uh their singer is it keaton i think is his name yep 
yeah, nice guy. And uh, yeah, we yeah we we kind of just got on with them like well you know like just hanging out you know just seeing them mm-hmm. around and thought they were a good band. But I I honestly like felt like they kind of disappeared. Like I I was hearing a lot about them, and then I don't know I don't know what happened. Um, I wasn't aware of these EPs, but you know just just popping over to their Spotify page, like I don't see they haven't put out a new album since 2016. Yep. Uh, they've just been putting out these these EPs, I guess, which is maybe that's in lieu of a new album. Oh, I see some singles um, here too they put out. But yeah, yeah, so yeah they, just just a band that I'm like I've just been a little bit confused um, because I think they still have some popularity. Uh, I think yeah. people really do care about this band. So they're what's going on kind of is they're in the middle of a sound change. Their last record in 2016, I forget the name of it. But it was kind of heavy, like it was definitely like post-hardcore metalcore, like yeah. all those fun kind of genres we like to throw around. But they're kind of doing the hundredth route. Um, I don't know who else you want to kind of like. Okay, but this, I love like, hundredth. <laughs> I know, right? I want like, every this, band to sound like hundredth. <laughs> this new like poppy synth wavy sound. Like I forget the name of the song, and I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna absolutely kill me if I don't remember it. But I think it's probably the best song to be released last year it's called f-i-n-e mm-hmm. and like um f- it stands for fucked up insecure <laughs> neurotic and emotional okay and it's like <laughs> don't ask me if i'm fine i'm f-i-n-e fine and like it's just super okay. catchy and it's got these kind of like splashy electronics and they've still got their kind of like post-hardcore sensibilities like the guitar is there and it's fun and I don't know. I could compare these guys to kind of like Amorosa almost where like with their newest album, um, it's just so fun and kind of in this like little niche of its own that's really taking off right now. And I would absolutely kill for a too close to touch hundredth tour. Like I think that would be the bomb.com. Nice. No, that's super cool. And a great pick in a band that I wondered about and I'm sure other people were too. Yeah. All right. Number three. Number three, I know I've talked about them on the cast before because they've put out singles and they've made the honorable mentions and I'm really excited. Uh, With their new EP, Cloud City, it's Varsity without Ah, the vowels. Yes, I remember this band. Yes, we did talk about them. So uh, if you haven't listened, this is your first week, first time actually getting to the point of honorable mentions or whatever. Um, This band is metalcore mixed with R&B hip hop. Uh, they have extremely catchy lyricisms and they don't really overplay them instrumentally during the chorus, during the uh, kind of bridges, things along those lines. But they'd love to have breakdowns. They write catchy riffs. Um, honestly, if you're familiar with the band Palisades and you've been wondering where Palisades is at, this is your new Palisades. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I think Palisades walked so Varsity could run. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. This band is absolutely incredible and I love Palisades. But like, there is just something about, and I forget the singer's name, but he followed me on Instagram recently, which is neat. But uh, what you call it? <laughs> His voice is just absolutely incredible. He's got this like affinity for melody that is just nuts. And I don't know the lyricism behind it. It just works so well, and I just absolutely love this band. From Ooh. New York City too. You don't you hear about bands from like New York, right? But not New York City, right? I think at least in our genre, really. 
Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, like, whenever I hear about a band and they say they're from New York City, I just like assume they mean like Westchester mm-hmm. <laughs> or Long Island. Um, yeah. You know, which they might be. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. I, I mean, it. I don't know either. Um, but I mean, that happens a lot. Even even like Toronto, where I'm from. There's not that many bands mm-hmm. like actually from downtown Toronto. There are some. Yeah. Like Pup, Pup is legit. They're from downtown Toronto. But yeah. a lot of bands like they say that and they're really from I mean shit. Detroit's the same way. Exactly. There's not, there's we talked not about like, this last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but but no, it's cool. And and I, I think um, you know, I you know, so much so much of the time in, you know, underground music, I'll just I usually just call it punk rock, but I mean maybe that'll make it too confusing. But you know, mm-hmm. in underground scene, uh, a lot of people, when they take chances uh, in mixing genres and stuff, they get a lot of shit for it. Um, you know, yeah. and and I think what's been cool over the last handful of years is I feel like mm-hmm. really there are no rules anymore, and yeah, you can kind of do whatever you want, and you can you will be embraced uh, if you do it well. And I think mm-hmm. that that's where Varsity's at with this. Um, again, mm-hmm. like not typically my cup of tea, uh, at all with yeah. just generally speaking, that being said, I, I cannot, I will not deny the talent, uh, in, in what, you know, kind of band that they've put together here. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this, it'll be exciting to see kind of what comes out of this release. So with the whole genre thing and musing or like mushing genres together, I actually heard this thing recently. Um, I can't remember where I heard it. So unfortunately I can't credit whoever said it, but they said genres are dead when you're in the studio and should only be used for like analyzing and categorizing music. Like when you're actually in the studio, like I feel like you just leave it all on the table and make whatever you're comfortable with. And I can definitely tell that Farsity is 100% doing that. They're taking all the influences from however they grew up, all the music they can listen to and just slamming it together and it works. Well, that's that's for sure a great a great way to put it. And you know, I think of the the one that I find the most annoying uh that's labeled is is anything with the word emo in it. Uh, oh, 100%. You know, because there's no fucking way when when a band like Mineral was making mm-hmm. their music back in the day that somebody was like, "Hey, can you like can you just sound a little bit more emo on that tape?" Yeah. Like there's that or word like, was not like getting jawbreaker and stuff <laughs> like that. Like there's no way. No. No, no, no. <laughs> that was just they were like punks. <laughs> yeah. And they just like wrote some songs that were a little more on the side of whatever. Jawbreaker's like a great being example. sad. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's and it's funny now how yeah, like the fucking Spotify thing. I didn't look more into it, but they, it told me I listened mm-hmm. to 162 new genres or something this year. Mine was, was like 800 new genres. <laughs> yeah, so it was like what? 890 genres total and like 260 new genres. And like, I'm like, what? What, what I, the actual hell is this, <laughs> dude? I can pro like if I sat here. Okay, you gave me like an hour. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way I could write down 162 genres. There's no oh, yeah. way. I'd have to just make start making shit up. Which, I mean, um, it would probably work for you. <laughs> probably some of them would be real. What's the one What's the one that you said, like, I want to say a couple months ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a band from, they're from Europe or something, and you, uh, you came up with, you didn't come up with it. They labeled themselves as, my God, it was the fucking funniest oh, thing um, ever. 
it was Cult of Luna, and they were, uh, what was it? Barokian death metal or something like that. I forget what it was. It was way better than that. But yeah, the word the, yeah. the word Baroque was in there. Necro Necromechanical Baroque. Yes! That's what they called themselves. <laughs> All right. If you're tuning um, in, this is your this is your early preview for the end of the year show. Genre label of the year is Necromechanical Baroque. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, a little sneak take, um uh, a sneak preview of that. Uh, you know, with the end of the year and and less records coming out, Mike and I are going to do some some special episodes, uh, at least one, uh, talking least one. about some of our favorite uh, uh, releases and things of the year. Uh, shitty year, great great year for music, I think. A lot of a lot of really great great bright spots. So mm-hmm. we'll be talking about that. Uh, make sure that you are uh, subscribed on the podcast and following on here, or subscribed on here on Twitch, whatever. All good. Um, whatever. You'll are we hear at- it? Probably oh, two more, right, Mike? Yeah, we got right. number two still. All right, no, yeah, number two. I'm ready for it. So we were just talking about smashing genres, right? Um, smashing I think genres. this, I think this dude is the epitome of smashing genres this year, <laughs> okay. if not like the last couple years. But we've got the new album Weird from Youngblood. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, like get, the, getting just, very famous. This person uh, just dropped a song with Machine Gun Kelly yes. and Travis Barker this week. Oh yeah, a, sing, a single off the album. Like, yeah, I, I, that song. I I don't know what I thought about it. It was a little bit. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Metro Station or something. I, I to be honest, was I wasn't really definitely the it. Metro Station drum beat. It, it was hundred percent shake it. It, like, it sounded like shake it to me. Yeah, it did. Uh, and that, I think that that sort of I couldn't get past that a little bit in the song. Mm-hmm. But I am interested to check out the whole record and see because I mean, there's a reason this guy is featured on practically every record that comes out uh and just killing it so i think yeah seven I'm, sing- I'm seven singles number- off a 12 sing- or seven singles off a 12 song album okay is that why it's number two and not number one because you tend yes. to be a guy that really really um docks marks for too many singles yes 100 percent. yep um real quick because we've got to do it we got to talk about who young blood is right if yeah people- talk about it let's talk about if- it if you guys don't know who Youngblood is, uh, he's obviously featured with Machine Gun Kelly. He's featured on a Marshmallow song, I want to say. Um, he's f- featured all over the place. He's become extremely popular in the UK. He was on the uh, 25th year Warp Tour dates. Um, yep. At least two of them. He wasn't at the lame Cleveland one. But uh, he's just absolutely blowing up the scene right now. Um, he doesn't really have a genre. He just kind of likes to fly around he was on the new bring me the horizon album yes of course which is absolutely crazy um he's put out all these kind of crazy like singles right like he's got lemonade which features denzel curry i think is the guy's name who's a rapper yep he's with mgk who's now a pop punk artist like all these crazy different things and he's got kind of pop punk songs that he's put out he's got like a slow almost um ballady kind of song that he put out um, he dresses however he wants. He he's the epitome of this album title. He's just weird, and <laughs> he does not care about what anybody thinks. And you can really kind of get that vibe through the music. And I think it's awesome because it's just going to be such a diverse album that kind of tugs you each way. And I think it's going to need a few lessons to really cement with how good it actually is. Absolutely. And that goes back to just what we were saying about varsity, you know, and just, mm-hmm. just the rules are off, man. And oh, yeah. people are being more uh, appreciative 
of people taking chances and even their favorite bands taking chances, which mm-hmm. never would happen. You know, um, people want their typically in, in the past, they've wanted their their uh, their favorite bands or their favorite artists to just kind of make the same record over and over again, mm-hmm. or at least they, that's what they thought they wanted. Um, August Burns Red fans. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it, it happens, though. And I think yeah. it really is a, a really great thing to see that that people are 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 just embracing it and i wonder too if part of it is because music is just the way it's put out is so different now like someone just hey drop mm-hmm. a single oh you don't like that one okay well here's another single it's like music music yeah, isn't like, it isn't like here's the record you've been waiting for for two years oh you don't like it well now you gotta wait another two years and maybe that one's gonna suck too you know and yeah, that and that was the i think the fear that music fans you know used to have that and in a lot of ways is that's kind of fallen by the wayside and it's a really good mm-hmm. thing and like even with the whole single thing, like you can drop the singles in the middle of an album release cycle and be like, "Hey, this one isn't even on the album. I'm just trying something." Right. Like, enjoy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's almost like the music industry is reverting to the wild west, and it I is. absolutely love it. Like, there's no rules anymore. Just well, there's there's definitely rules, but like, just put out whatever you want. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, we're going to get to the number one album of the week after this commercial break. And we're back. That was a quick commercial, huh? That was so quick. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, I'm ready for it, though, buddy. You ready for it? I'm ready for number one, and I don't, I don't think I know what it's going to be. Give it to me. No, I don't think anybody's going to know what it is. It's going to be really weird, and I'm just really excited for it. Okay. And... So, out of Toronto, Canada, it is a band called Respire. With their... Respire? Yeah, Respire. Respire? From Toronto? Yeah. Oh, okay. This I'm excited. They have like 10,000 monthly listeners on okay. Spotify. So, this is your weekly Mike showing you a small band. Okay, and it's number um, one. This is, this is big. They're putting out their new album, Black Line. The way that they describe themselves and... They call themselves post everything, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But if I was going to give them a genre, I would say that they are black gays, which is like trancing, like entrancing black metal almost, where they've got kind of really long passages of playing the same note and mixed with kind of like the vocal stylings of post hardcore. And I am absolutely entranced with this sound lately. I know I've talked about Svalbard on this show. Yes. Yes. Uh, I absolutely love that record. If you love that record, you're going to also love this Respire record. Um, I don't even know who else to kind of like describe it to because I think this is like a really emerging genre right now. Or maybe I'm maybe it's not and I'm just like starting to dip my toes into it and getting exposed to it. Right. But it's just absolutely gut wrenching. Like when you hear these kind of slow, drawn out post hardcore vocals over this like really really fast intense kind of like beating at you music right like it, it it's just great so uh, well first of all i'm really excited for toronto band to make to make this list and one i've never heard of um mm-hmm. and people are gonna think we colluded and i've like you know no i'm definitely working not. with this band and i'm sliding it under the table to you mike and you're suggesting it and i'm like i don't no. know no no i i honestly don't know this band and this is exciting but the way you're describing it um, it almost reminds me of the band uh, Envy from Japan, 
are you familiar with the with ending? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's pretty where, similar. Right, right. Where like long songs, uh, a lot of different sort of um, uh, textures going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Envy's obviously they only uh, they only scream and they only talk in Japanese. So that's yeah, like a some people can't get there. I can get there. I, they're one of my favorite. Bands. I'm fine with it. Some people can't get there. This might be a little more accessible, but that's that's what I'm feeling by your description. Is that kind mm-hmm. of a vibe? Which I'm super, super excited about. And That's I would awesome. say Respire is going to lean a bit more towards the black metal influences than Envy. Right. So maybe like something um, like um, Death Heaven? Or is that, would it be not, heavier, not experimental? Like, oh, heavier. Okay. Yeah. Like I, w- I would, if anything, if I was going to compare them to like a band that I knew that wasn't Svalbard, I would compare them kind of more to like an emperor. Or, oh, 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 okay. Like okay, so, something real heavy, like so more that. metal. So this is more yeah. metal than than post hardcore, I guess. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, hmm, interesting. Wow, there you go, respire. Yeah. We uh, we might they might retweet this uh, this link. I feel. Ooh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love that. Well, that's that's the list. That's the the top five records uh, of the week, and some really cool ones in there. And I guarantee that almost nobody out there has heard of all five of those artists or knew those no. five records were coming out. So that's super exciting. Let's do a quick recap, Mike. Number five. Number five, we've got the new album Tolerance's Paradox by Hawk. And number four? Number four, we've got the new EP I'm Hard to Love, But So Are You, volume four by Too Close to Touch. <laughs> I like that title. Uh, number three. We've got the new EP Cloud City by Varsity. And number two? We've got the new album, Weird, by Youngblood. And number one is... We've got the new album, Black Line, by Respire. Respire. Very, very cool. And I know you mentioned to me earlier in passing that there's a lot of yes. honorable mentions. No singles at all. Uh, we're just, I mean, I can get into singles. Don't get me wrong. But if we, we want to get there. T- don't have the time. We have to get into all these other albums come out coming out. I think that I know a couple you're going to say because I know you missed a couple on the top five list. Yep. Uh, so let's jump into those. So first one I want to mention, obviously a classic. There's a new Goldfinger album coming out. Oh, amazing. Yeah, amazing. a lot of fun. I, I, I didn't know that. I knew they had a new wow. single. Well, they had a new single. Uh, they must have just announced this because uh, they had a new single come out that I thought was really, really good. There was no mention sure of the new album. I'm pretty sure it's coming out next week. Let me check. I um, have to backtrack, but. but that's yeah, shit. That's exciting. I really, I really like the new song, and uh, I'm, I mean, Goldfinger. I love Goldfinger. I have loved them for my in, more than half of my life. I have loved Goldfinger. Yeah, are, Goldfinger's uh, brand new album set to release December fourth, twenty twenty, on their website. Awesome. No, I they must have kind of surprised dropped that because I know they had a probably a month mm-hmm. ago, maybe a month and a half ago, they dropped a single. So I, I. That's, yeah. like, that's very exciting news. Wow. I mean, I do a lot some... of uh, like knowledge of Goldfinger. I've seen them a couple times live at yeah. things like Warp, the Warp Tour. And it's always been a good time to see like, bands like that. They're ska, right? If I want to say. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they're, yeah they've got a, they're a ska punk band. Um, yeah. They've had elements, always had elements of ska in their music. Um, mm-hmm. And they've kind of, some of their music, they kind of got away from the ska a little bit. And then they brought it back in bits and pieces. Um, I, I mean, live, yeah, live. They always, they're always fun. I actually, I remember I went to see them when I was uh, about, I was sixteen or seventeen. I was in high school, 
mm-hmm. and this would have been 1990. Well, the Hang Ups record had just come out, their second album. I want to say it was probably 98, uh, okay. 97 or 98. I was and, alive. That's good. <laughs> and it was at the Phoenix in Toronto. And one of my friend's parents drove us down to the show. We couldn't drive. None of, none of us nice. had our life, full license yet. And went in. It was wintertime. Went in. Uh, I decided I was going to crowd surf for the first time Fun. in my life. The very first time. You know, it was, a, it was a packed show. And so, you know, I was probably, like, I wasn't quite in the pit. I was, like, a little bit further back from the pit. But, you know, like... I don't know, maybe three rows back, kind of from mm-hmm. the, the where the, the main pit was situated. You so got I dropped, so, didn't you? Oh, it's coming. <laughs> oh, Lordy, coming. So, yeah, so they, they put me up, and I don't, to be honest, I don't really remember that. I, I like, oh. can picture it because I remember sort of being at the show, but I don't remember the show. Oof. Straight up. Oof. I got knocked, I got knocked out. I, so, I, I, like, there's bits and pieces in my memory of, of the show but i don't mm-hmm. know how much of it i imagined because i it's all the, kind of a blur the exact same thing happened to me the first time i tried to crowd surf <laughs> 2012 mayhem festival during motionless and white got dropped <laughs> on the parking lot concrete oh no that that day is a bit of a mess but yeah it was still a lot of fun like i was what i was probably like 18 still pretty durable at that age yeah so. yeah no and somebody somebody brought up that um uh, Mr. Rogers 20 actually is bringing it up in the chat here that uh, Goldfinger is a super group now. They have Mike Herrera of MXPX playing bass. Uh, they have uh, Phil uh, Moon Sneed uh, of um, uh, formerly of Story of the Year. Nice. Uh, he's in the band. And I mean, they had Travis Barker playing drums. I'm not sure if he still is or not. Mm. Who knows? Um, Dude's crazy. He's everywhere right now. Right. Like, does the guy, what does the guy do? He's just goes from one drum Just set drums. to another drum set and drums. Yeah. It's wild. Um yeah, I hope I hope that guy can get some sleep, man. He needs a he needs a rest. Maybe a, it does. Maybe a beer. Settle him down. <laughs> Calm down, dude. But yeah, no, it's uh living the dream. <laughs> oh yeah. Living the dream. No, but uh, that's exciting news about Goldfinger. Yeah, great band and um mm-hmm. live they're they're pretty funny. They're always like doing stuff like the Back in the day, the singer used to always eat like a banana out of the drummer's ass and stuff. So, uh, oh, awesome! That was like, yeah, that's, they they that's a lot of fun. Do stuff like that, yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> another honorable mention, uh, friend of the pod, uh, Hollywood and Duds putting out a new album. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, this would probably be like the their volume two because they put it volume out earlier. Uh, I forget the title. I probably could pull it up. Um, but yeah, they had a. A record earlier this year, I remember they mm-hmm. had quite a bit of a sound change. Uh, yeah, it's kind of definitely more radio about. rock. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. So, New Empire with Volume One. I guess this is New Empire Volume Two coming out. Yep. Um, and you know, whenever artists put out two records quickly, uh, mm-hmm. I'm always interested. Uh, I always kind of want to take notice of of why they why they're doing that. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know if you have any insight uh, as to kind of the reason why have, this record's coming have, out or, or how they're rolling it out. So I have no idea. I absolutely hate double albums. Um, I think that they I'm are the worst. You're, oh, you're not hearing me? I'm not a huge fan either, I said. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I generally think that if you can write enough material to make 24 okay songs, which is most of the time what it is, okay songs, <laughs> yes. uh, you can 
kind of condense that down and get one banger album. Like there's, I've never had a double album that like, I'm like, man, I am so happy that this is a double album. And if it is, it's something like, uh, where it's supposed to be like, Hey, we put this out. And then two years later they put something out and they're like, Hey, this is kind of the follow up to that album. Right. Then I'm like, okay, cool. So it is a double album, but it's not like fine. But yeah. whenever there's two albums in a year, I absolutely hate it. Um, yeah, like somebody in the chat just said Mesmerize and Hypnotize. Great example. Yeah. Like, uh, it killed the band, didn't it? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they, that, wasn't that the last thing they put out until whatever happened? Or a couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, how do we not talk about that? Because uh, they surprise dropped it on a Friday and we just didn't talk about it on the next <laughs> week. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it could make an end of the year story or, or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Who knows? But no, I agree with you completely. Uh, and it's been talked about on this podcast before. No band has ever made a perfect double album. Um, mm-hmm. e- even the Beatles couldn't do it. So, you know, uh, there we go. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's it's practically impossible. And you're almost better. Almost any artist would be better off putting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good uh, t- taking the best 12 songs and, and putting out a record yeah. you're better off it, I think resting the, on the other it's ones. kind of it's kind of like a double-edged sword right because you could take enough time like you could take four years off and you could probably write a pretty bang on double album but at that point you're going to be driving yourself insane because <laughs> you have songs at the beginning of this four-year period that you wrote that you have just tweaked into the point of like non-existence and they're not even what the original song was or you do it like this where you release the first part and then you release the second part and you just it's not a cohesive matter and you're like why is this a double album? Yeah. Like I, I 100% agree. I mean I think that that really really is the case. Um Hollywood, Hollywood so, Undead though, pretty decent band. If you're into that, yep. you'll probably like this album. Yep, no, definitely and I know with the, like and I ask the reason why uh, who knows why exactly. Um some bands are putting out multiple records to get out of contracts. Some bands are putting yeah. out multiple records because maybe they have six singers in the band and they want to put out a lot of songs. You know what I yeah. mean? They've got a lot of, or is it five, six, six however many vocalists Hollywood and Dead has? Um, they got Which, a lot of people in their band, so that could be a reason that, too. So I don't think you can just say, okay, it's double album, so it's it's necessarily going to be one way or the other. We shall see. That was, a, it's that was also crazy. So like one of the singles on this record, it features, um, God, Jamie Shiddix from uh, Papa Roach. Jacoby, Jacoby Shaddix. Yeah, Jacoby, Jacoby Shaddix. That's how you say it. Kobe Dix, yeah. Yeah. They fe- it features him and Spencer from Ice Nine Kills. And I'm like, you guys have like five dudes singing in your band. You don't need two <laughs> features. Like one feature I'll let you have. But like two on one song, yeah. nah. That's like, <laughs> like that's like the old joke about Wu-Tang. Like all their songs yeah. are so long because they have to get nine people. Like you got to give everybody a verse. <laughs> I love Wu Tang. <laughs> They're so good. Oh, like, that's one of my favorite live sets I've ever seen of seeing Wu Tang. Oh, I've never have. I, I've. Oh, I remember I, I was supposed to see. Uh, it was in New York, and mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't a secret show, but it was kind of like I don't know. You had to be invited secret to go or show. something. And it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, fuck. Which it was two members of Wu Tang. They were doing a show together, right? And it was. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which ones it which which ones it was. It wasn't like the big ones, you know. Yeah. It wasn't Method Man and it wasn't uh, you know, Riza or anything. But guess what happened when they the two of them put ended up like on stage together? Well, they, they all ended fighting. up they all ended up playing together. And it like I guess full on uh, just a oh, Wu-Tang dope. set broke up broke out with like 
you know, all of them there, you know, shouting out old dirty from the grave. And it was, it was like just, um, awesome to, to like, apparently to see. And everybody that went came back and was like, dude, you like, I know you were tired, but you fucked up. You fucked up for not being there. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm trying to look at what it was. Cause it was in 2017. They played riot fest, which is oh yeah, awesome for getting as much of original lineups together as they can. And, yeah, they do do a good job. Uh, they got Wu Tang together as many of the artists as they could to play in full Enter the Wu Tang, which was just absolutely awesome. Like, I love that chambers. set. Yeah, yeah. Damn, like that was that was a weird night too because like a day to remember played, and then Wu, or no, it was Wu Tang played, and then a day to remember played or something like that. <laughs> Same stage. It was so weird. <laughs> That's cool. I don't mind that stuff. Uh, so, what else? More honorable mentions. Yeah, let's get into it. We're getting we're getting long long winded on these. Happens. So uh, we've got a Can't Swim EP coming out. Nice. Um, a band that's also been kind of breaking genres. They just yeah, had a post hardcore EP or big time. more of a hardcore EP come out. Yeah. Uh, they're normally pop punk. This is more what you're normally listening to. There's a sad like emo rap song on this too. At least one of the cool. singles that they put out. So no, I'm big that fan. Be I'm a huge good. fan of uh, of Can't Swim. I was when they oh, they're first album came out yep. um and then yeah the, the latest stuff was super cool a lot of people were talking about it so yeah this is mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of hype on this very exciting band um also a surprise drop Ooh. at least i think it is i haven't heard anything about it um we've also got the new ep from the dangerous summer great dudes nice yes a uh, lot of fun um hopefully there's a banger on here like the permanent rain that song is just absolutely amazing <laughs> i mean that whole first album was special um, oh yeah dangerous summer and you know they've they put out records and they went away and they came back and um you know i know he's had a major like his voice sounds different than it used to mm-hmm. and i think but but i mean i'm always going to check out everything they do just because i think oh 100% i think um aj is just a terrific terrific songwriter such a nice and, dude too i mean he yeah absolutely it just just i just he just the guy just has some some has things to say like he has things yeah. to say that need to be heard and and i think that that's that's what I think that's ultimately what makes the band just so good. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we've kind of got uh, one of my favorite metal bands, kind of like melodic death metal. Uh, Soil Work is putting out a new EP. Oh, yeah. They're really fun. Dude has a super unique voice, yeah. but they don't rely on it like a crutch, which I really appreciate. Um, Man, that band's been that should be a great EP, ever, dude. Like, oh, oh they yeah. must it must be going back to like pretty much the eighties with Soil. Yeah, work. they they have a ton of material out. And it is all amazing to good. Like, I don't think they've ever put out a bad record. Right. No, I, I mean, I remember they're from, are they from Sweden? Am I making that up? Yeah, they're from Europe. I can't recall where. Um, yeah, they're, they're from, they're definitely from Scandinavia. Like maybe it's either mm-hmm. Sweden or, or Norway or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm actually going to look it up. They, okay. It looks like they were, they formed in 1995. So not the '80s, but uh, oh. only only five years away from it. So they've been a band for 25 mm-hmm. years. Um, that's yeah, that's pretty wild. But yeah, they're definitely like you know legends in in the uh, you know Scandinavian metal scene. So that's exactly. that's really cool that they're still still doing it after all mm-hmm. these years. Soil work, nice job. Wow. 100%. Wow. Do you have any honorable mentions? Anything I missed? Uh, no, I I I mean I knew about the Hollywood Undead record. Um, uh, and I knew about 
obviously I knew about the other ones like Youngblood and stuff, but no, I don't think I mm-hmm. had anything else, uh, you know, worth mentioning. So, um, cool stuff. I'm, I'm just excited for so much music this week to check out and, mm-hmm. uh, just like every week it's too much it's too much but i love it and i hope yep. that everybody listening to this is is getting lots out of this you know and hopefully our insight is helping them um, i hope so too you know mike knows about the music i just tell stories that's kind of our format <laughs> at this point it, it's uh, a fun dynamic though <laughs> and uh, yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it and uh it's, it's been great so another great week yep. and uh next week we will be back uh for another normal yes, episode will. i think uh, before we start getting into the end of the year stuff, we got some preparation yep. to do. Yep, we've got one last normal episode. There's a couple good things coming out next week that I'm excited to talk about. Yep. Um, and as always, if you want to see the full list of absolutely everything coming out that I know about, all the singles, we didn't really talk about any this week. There's some fun ones. Follow me on Instagram at Slappy Slam. Post it there. It's a lot of fun. I also post food and other random stuff, memes that I make. I'm funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has to tell you that they're funny they're not funny <laughs> also definitely true i'm not that funny mike is pretty funny you, you make me laugh you make me smile mike and that's why i'm glad i love to have you on this is the new shit and i know i'm gonna let you go right now because it's almost 7 p.m and it you is. are getting to a you're gonna go watch a big live stream uh real quick tell the people about it all right so uh, I'm pulling up the website right now, thebarricade.live. If you like this show, you probably like Dayseeker, and you probably like The Plot and You. Tonight, they're playing a live stream. On that same website, tomorrow, you can see even bigger bands, Bad Omens, and We Came as Romans. Cool. I absolutely love them. Um, they did collab merch, too, if you're interested in that, supporting the Bad Omens, We Car, everybody. Uh, the only thing that I dislike about the merch is that they didn't do a we came as omens shirt and that really <laughs> pisses me off <laughs> like that's <laughs> too good to not do i know right like but like they're both bands that like the serious merch and they like never kind of do jokey stuff but right so, so tonight good. is day seeker and the plot and you plot and you right of course yes and, and it's absolutely is... free absolutely free come just support cool. the bands cool great that's cool. awesome all right mike well i'll all let right. you go do that i'm gonna i'm not going anywhere peace though. out I will be right here on Twitch talking to the fine people. But Mike, thanks a lot, man. Talking to like five people who aren't watching Silver or Dayseeker. <laughs> I know the view view count just dropped. Everyone's like, "What?" That's fine. See ya. No, hang right. out with me. I'm I'm sticking around. Mike, thanks I'll again. See you later, bud. Take care, man. Yep. Bye. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice. That's some new drip. Got rid of my old trash. Got a new bitch. All this new shit. All this new shit. All this new shit. Got a new will, that's some new ice, that's some new drip, yeah. Got rid of my old trash, got a new bitch, all this new shit.